We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 100 and something. What is it, 180? I think it's 180. Yeah. My voice is completely shit. The Yankees are moving on. They won the wild card game exactly how we drew it up. Yeah, Severino went a brilliant seven innings, and then it was perfect. Batantis came in, pitched the eighth. Chapman closed on the ninth, just like Girardi's textbook. Uh, binder has it written, no yeah. problems, and it was a pretty boring, uneventful night. His binder is engulfed in flames. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely shredded. No, no remnants of the binder. After no, the binder, the binder has to be gone. There's, there's really got to be no, no binder any longer. When your starting pitcher goes a third, one third of a goddamn inning. That's one out. In case anybody, <laughs> in case anybody's out. wondering, one out. How out many of outs of an inning that is? That's one out. One out of twenty-seven. Severino got. They won. The Yankees won. So we're in a good mood, but we're going to get to everything. We're going to I almost try forgot to to about the, the, the first half of the first inning. It was, the second half of the first inning was terrific. We, we were, there was a certain point in the game. It was about 9.15 at night. The, the first inning took an hour. And we looked at each other and we're like, how the hell is it the first inning still? Everything has happened so far. I was at my lowest of lows. I was at my highest of highs. Severino was leaving. I was saying this is worst case scenario for the Yankees. 
second and third, Green saves the day. Green getting out of that first inning is really like the unsung hero. D Rob, this was there was D-Rob's there were two runners game. on right. There was a sec- second and third when when Green came in second and third. to get two outs, and he looked freaking electric when he came in. I mean, he was just like, oh oh yeah. Two runners on. I'm in the first inning. This is weird. Brian Kenny said I would do this, <laughs> so apparently I'm going to come in and do it. And he just came in and and dominated. I mean, he was fun, he was very good. Exactly. I what, don't know what in the God's name was wrong with Severino. Exactly what we expected out of Chad Green. The only thing that went wrong tonight was Luis Severino. Yeah, and he was horrible. Everything he threw over the plate got hit, and he gave up hit after hit. His I was, pitches were up. I was listening to Francesa on the way into the city, and there was somebody that called in and was like, so Mike, let's say that, that Severino throws up a crooked number, and, and he, doesn't get out, he doesn't get out of the first or second inning. And Francesa basically made this kid, he's just like, he's like, why would you ever say that? Why would you call in with something so stupid and, and say something like this? Let's talk about scenarios that will actually happen. And then go figure what exactly happens. But yeah, Severino throws a freaking egg up and Chad Green's got to come in and save the day. Well, that caller to Francesa is an idiot savant because (laughs) he saw exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. I I mean, to me, I'm I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't want that to happen. But it's a legitimate question because it can happen. It can absolutely happen. This is the the kid's first first, uh, big start. You I just, didn't. You, you just don't know. You don't. You don't expect it, but it can. I didn't think it, it could did. happen. <laughs> I didn't think it could happen. Severino has been so good all year. I was so confident in Severino. I did not think what he did tonight, which was completely, absolutely shit the bed. I did not think that could happen. Yeah, it was very strange. You could you could tell by the with just the first batter. He didn't have his control. He wasn't there, and. And it, it seemed like, I mean, we were further away. So, you know, I'm sure you guys watching on TV could see the, the actual pitches better than we could. But it looked like everything was hard. It looked like he, he wasn't able to, to, to locate the, uh, any of his secondary pitches. And his slider looked like it wasn't moving much. It just looked like everything looked like a fastball. It, like I said, I was at my lowest of lows when Severino was walking out of that game. I did, but didn't you get a sense... In that stadium, no one was giving up. There was still a buzz in that stadium after Severino left. Chad Green comes in. He gets out of that situation. Two runners on. He gets out of it. It's 3 nothing Minnesota after the bottom of the first inning. Or excuse me, after the top of the first inning. There was still a buzz in that stadium like the Yankees are going to do something. I still felt that. Yeah, no doubt. And, and this is where we, we were trying to like draw comparisons to 2015. There really are no comparisons that are accurate because with the differences this year, after he let up those three runs and, he, and uh, Chad Green got out of the inning, because that was huge. If he let, lets up a base hit, it's 5 nothing. Yeah, Totally different ball game at that point. 5 nothing and 3 nothing are very different. So he, he lets up or he gets through the inning 3 nothing. Like I'm sitting there like, that's bad. That's real bad. But we might put up a 10 spot tonight because the Minnesota pitching staff is that terrible. That, that's, my confidence was in the offense. Not as much... And I assumed that the bullpen would come in and pitch, you know, well. Um, but, but, but I knew the offense was going to compete. There's no doubt about it. Like, the, Sir Irvin Santana's not very good. The bullpen, you can't name 
two people in their bullpen. They're terrible. I don't know how this team's in the playoffs, honestly. Well, that's the thing. The Yankees had to beat the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. We had said that for the last two weeks running. And thank God it was the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, we probably would not be playing in the ALDS right now. No. I was screaming in the bottom of the first, on the top of the first inning. I was screaming, Severino, this is the Minnesota Twins. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, it Remember, turns out they are that bad. They are not is, a good team. This is the Minnesota Twins. They won, I don't even know what it is, 83 games, 84 games. This is barely they were chosen. Playoff. They were picked to win like 60 something in the beginning of the season, too. Like they, they way overachieved. As this well. is a playoff. Bartolo Colon is in their freaking rotation. This is a playoff team by default. There was a team that needed to be the second wild card, and that was the Minnesota Twins. And they rocked Severino. And that's a problem. That's going to be a problem for the ALDS. We're going to have to get to that at some point over the next week. You and I will have to discuss that. But right now... Tonight's not, tonight's not the night. Tonight's not the night because I can't comprehend that in my brain. Everything that happened tonight is nothing I prepared for. I did not expect any of what happened tonight to actually happen. Chase Headley didn't even play. Chase Headley didn't Matt, play. Were there any substitutions? No. I don't think there were. No. Yeah. It, first well, of all... A whole bunch of substitutions well, in the pitching staff. The pitching yeah. staff. <laughs> but the the cast of characters that we expected to come out, there weren't any nope. any uh, any real crazy people that came out. Chase like, Headley got the did not get the start, and the reason I think was because if Girardi late in the game needed to pinch run for Greg Bird or Todd Frazier, Chase Headley could then go in and play third or first. Yeah, he just gave him so many options off the right. bench. It was too it was too tempting. Like I said before, it was too sexy. He's a sexy man. He's a sexy he's man a, off the bench. He's a, yeah. <laughs> he, he'll he'll steal a base the when direct he wants. TV the direct TV Chase Headley is yeah. a sexy man. Hair do yeah, hair on point. He's good. Um but yeah, that was I mean they had, and Holiday there was no situation where Nothing. Holiday needed to come in at that point. So you know, everything <laughs> Everything is going to line up. It's so weird now that, honestly, Severino might be able to pitch game one. Yeah, at least he game won't. two. He won't. Do we, but do we want that now? <laughs> I don't know. You want Tanaka now? Do now we want, want that now? Because now you we, want were so, we were so confident. In, so CC's our best pitcher, basically. <laughs> we, were, we were so confident in Luis Severino coming into this game. We were mocking Brian Kenny because... We had Luis Severino, and why the hell would you pitch Chad Green to start the game when you have Luis Severino? Look, it worked out. Ace. It worked out to Brian Kenny's advantage with the whole situation, the way it went down. I mean, he's no, on Twitter loving it. It didn't. No, it did. No, it kind of did. But, I mean, granted, granted, it was a totally different circumstance. The reason he was saying that was so that you save Luis Severino right. and pitch him twice because he's that good. Shit. Yeah. So that, um, unless he comes out and, and just dominates uh, and, and pitches game one. But it was just circumstantial, you know. You got it. You still, I, 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 even after you see what happened, and you and you look back and you're trying to like figure out what happened. And if you Monday morning quarterback that situation, you're throwing Severino again. Of course you are. Even after I know he did this, I'm still. I still would have. I, I still believe that was the move, no doubt. Why did Severino suck? I don't know. I, it's got to be the moment was too. The big. The moment was too big. He, That's the only thing I he shit the bed. Yeah. Literally, he froze. He got... He froze. He got small testicle syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Gary... Nuts shrank up into his body. Gary, Gary Sanchez needs to give him a lesson on how to have <laughs> giant nuts. Take a shot to the nuts no. and then move on. D-Rob needs to show him how to have giant well, nuts. Well, physically, literally, <laughs> Gary Sanchez had a testicle clipped and then came back and still was a man and just dealt with his... Just did his job. 
The only Dirab was the savior of the night. He was. We'll get to him. But the only re- the only reason I can think of why uh, Severino was so bad is because he got scared. He got scared in the moment. That's the only thing I can think of. Either that, or he just kind of reverted back to Severino of last year, where he's like too juiced up, and and the pitches just didn't look different. That was one of his big problems. The fastball, the slider looked too different or looked too similar. They're too close in speed. The changeup wasn't there, so they pretty much ignore it. Yeah. They spit on the changeup, like, okay, I'll just let you throw that. It's fine. I mean, all they were doing is looking for the fastball and hitting it. That's all they did. Right. They were just hitting fastballs. They're like, he's going to throw the fastball because the other pitches are terrible right now. He's too juiced up. Going to throw the fastball. Going to hit the fastball. But like Fastball said, hitting league, we know that. But like you said, we were sitting out in right field second level, so we can only see so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it might have been that the pitches were looking too similar. It might have been. Yeah, we haven't even looked the at the highlights at this too point. Big. We're pretty much recording as, as soon as we got back to Andrew's apartment. So right. we haven't done any of our homework. We're right. just, just going off of what we saw well, tonight. Well, it the, is one fourteen in the morning yeah, because the game me. took nine freaking hours. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> uh, bottom of the first, though, Didi saves the day. Didi, the clutchest of clutch, what we've been saying all year, he's the guy we want up in big situations. I want him up every time. And if you guys missed, if you guys didn't follow us on Twitter during the game, we were periscoping live during the Didi at bat. Go find it. It's a 10 minute periscope. It's like five minutes. I put up the short, uh, the minute version of it too. It's five minutes in. Pandemonium. Uh, Yeah, it was was bedlam. It was insane. Honestly, I'm (laughs) I'm saying this with all seriousness. Might have been the happiest moment of my life when Didi hit that home run. I can't believe I had the wherewithal to double tap on the screen to show ourselves (laughs) in euphoria at that point. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a tremendous moment. The ball got out fast. Yeah, and it was under us, so we couldn't. We saw the trajectory of the ball. We're like, that's gone. Yeah, and then yeah, and then you, you could tell that it was gone, but. Um, man, what a what a time! Three run shot, tie game, zero zero. The whole Severino thing didn't happen. Now, Ch- now we're bullpenning. <laughs> bullpenning with Chad Green, zero zero. <laughs> oh, sh- oh shit! Exactly yeah. what Brian Kenny said. But the thing is, the stadium, even after Luis Severino stunk and got taken out of the game, three nothing Twins. The stadium was still electric. Because they know, we all know this offense can put up a bunch of numbers fast in the stadium. And, and, and that's what happens. You have, when you have a confidence, like in 2015, we, we had zero confidence One in nothing. any it offense. Yeah, we didn't know what was going to show up. And probably the team wasn't going to show up. This, this team is different. Like There's too many guys that are good up and down the lineup and, and are good at home for them to be stifled by freaking... Uh, Johan Santana the second, you know, like not happening. I'm sorry. And all you got to do is just, just watch some pitches, get to the bullpen because the bullpen is trash. I mustered up some hatred for Irvin Santana today because we didn't talk about this on the podcast last episode, but do you remember when bird took him deep in 2015 twice and Santana complained about the stadium. Said uh, that he's been talking about that this whole week too. Yankee Stadium is a joke even though Bird hit it like I think first one was 4 or 420 feet, second one was 384 feet. It was complete horseshit. Santana's just a whiny little bitch. So I drummed up a lot of hatred for Santana today. And the Yankees the Yankees pounded him. Exactly what they needed to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's a little bitch. The, the Minnesota Twins are terrible, okay? <laughs> they are a terrible team. 
The Yankees had absolutely, they're, they're not even in the same class as the New York Yankees. Apparently, Luis Severino forgot that for, for 10 minutes and, and acted like they were a real team. I, I don't know what he was doing. He's wake, the, he's wake up. If I swear to God, if I see him, in, if I go back and review these videotapes of the champagne with the big golden champagne bottle, if I see Severino even so much touching that bottle, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go apeshit on him. So what do you think of the Yankees celebrating after tonight? I mean, you're the one. I told you. I think this whole thing is orchestrated. I think the whole thing is. I think it's a little dumb. But I didn't the think time, they I would really care. I didn't think they would. Yeah, but you can't really flip switches now. I feel like if you're like, oh, they'll celebrate. Who's to say you can't celebrate? Then why are you now saying that they can't celebrate now? It's because same, you got to go play. It's Cleveland. the exact same scenario. You're going to play. No, you're going to play Cleveland immediately. It's the same scenario. They celebrated a week and a half ago. It doesn't matter. What you're saying is you're contradicting yourself in this whole celebration no, I'm not. bullshit. It's, it's, it's a little dumb. Let's all okay, be honest. We're talking- Let's all be honest. It's too much. It's just too much. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I don't really care if they celebrate. I really don't. But at the same time, I'm looking at them like, y- you kind of look dumb. Like, it's, it's just too much. Just go in there. Let's all, like, be happy that we won, no doubt. But, but popping champagne, come on. Yeah, I don't, I don't like popping champagne after the wild card game. You make the playoffs. You make the wild card game. I at least say you can pop champagne because it's a long season like we said it's 162 games you're yeah, so cel- celebrating now i mean I, I mean i could throw that same argument right now no you can't yeah, because now they're actually going to a series they just celebrated this wasn't a playoff they this just was a celebrated game. last week this was a playing they, game they can't be celebrating again when you have to go to cleveland and face Corey kluber right now you can't be celebrating right now i'm sorry all right goose i'm sorry go ahead go ahead go uh go tell those kids to get off your lawn they're on there. They're on there again. They're playing football. They're uh, they're over there. They're having a wiffle ball game. They're choosing teams. They're on your lawn. Tell them to get off. I just think you got to be a little more coy in this situation. You you won the wild card game. Are yeah. we a hundred percent sure that that was in uh, a video from tonight? Mm, we're I'm ninety seven percent sure. <laughs> this is this is when we were looking at video of them celebrating <laughs> on the Uber back. Yeah, it was. It was. All right. What was up with the big ass bottle? The gold bottle was that like the, that the big the ass gold, bottle? That of was Dom? the gold bottle. You remember A. Rob busted that thing out in 2015. Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> well, he did. Um, even pregame though, it was a lively atmosphere. Uh, yeah. The bars were all packed around the stadium. Yeah, we were originally meeting at stands. I walked in there. I got there first, and I walked in there. I'm like, it took me a solid 10 minutes to get a beer, and I had to really just. You know, nosedive towards the bar. Uh, and then, uh, and then you know, I knew a bunch of people were coming. So I'm like, let's just move because there's no way we're going to actually get a lot of people getting beers in this place. So we went to Billy's. Billy's was packed. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to get a beer in Billy's just because there's so many bars. And it's bartenders. a warehouse. And it's a warehouse. And it's, <laughs> and it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it was packed. I mean, the whole place was slammed. I mean, it really was. But packed. it was, it was. Freaking out of control. 8,000 dudes. The whole bar. The whole, Eight, the whole strip. 8,000 dudes. Whatever avenue, bar, whatever block that is. I feel bad for single guys going ruckus. to these Yankee games and like trying to look up, like pick up a girl. No, you're not going to a Yankees playoff game single. That's stupid. Well, the, the, that, that's exactly what it was a warehouse of single guys. It's a waste of time. <laughs> I'm just, that's what was happening. There were 8 million dudes in that place. 
the the line took a little while to get in. Obviously, security not, was not tight. terrible. It actually no. took me longer on Saturday. To Fifteen get in. to twenty five. Yeah, twenty five minutes. Took me thirty minutes to get on Saturday. We made ESPN pregame. Apparently, <laughs> apparently we made ESPN. Thanks to everyone who tweeted us the pictures of of us videotaping the field, yeah. video, videotaping the pregame ceremonies on ESPN. Yeah, it was it was similar to um, when Keith got on when he was in Wrigley. Yeah, and he was doing the Instagram stories. That was pretty much exactly what was happening. Uh, the, my takeaway from tonight, uh, aside from the game, is that the atmosphere was awesome, and it was a lot of it was so much fun. Even when the Yankees were down three zip, I still felt positive, and that was awesome. But as soon as Chad Green, Chad Green comes in, he comes in in the worst of situations. It was rock bottom for the Yankees. He comes in. Gets out of that first inning and gives the Yankees life. Didi brings him back, ties the game, and the Yankees kept adding from there. You get, you get the Gardner home run, and then you get the Bird single that scored judge. a run, and you then you get the Judge home run, and you kept the offense kept at it, and that's what kept the stadium loud. The it, stadium was loud for four straight hours tonight. It would have been a very very different scenario. If that three spot went up and then the Yankees went one, two, three in the first inning. Oh, yeah. Or didn't score in the first inning. Totally different scenario at that point. I feel like that's when the energy, you know, when you when you could fight right back, then the energy stays at a high level, right? Because you haven't had a chance yet. If you go out there and, and Santana, like, if he pitches well for two to three innings, totally different game. Probably. Totally minute, different Probably game. twins win. I don't know about that. I still, I still think they're a terrible <laughs> team. I still think the Yankees would have won the game, but just a different scenario as far as like atmosphere in the in the place. But I, honestly, like the entire time, I'm just like, this team sucks. We should beat this team, even if we're down three nothing. We should still beat this team. I wasn't nervous at three nothing. I wasn't either, because of the offense, right? And, and because we know that we have a real bullpen, not a trash bullpen. Well, the my my only concern at 3 nothing and Severino leaving the game is that now we have to get 26 outs out of our bullpen. Yeah. And as good as our bullpen is and as confident in our bullpen as we are, 26 outs is absolutely ridiculous. Well, that's why we have David Robertson to throw 3 innings. 3 and a third. 3 and a third innings, 52 pitches, nutted up in the biggest of situations, runners on base did not give a shit. He loved when runners on, were on base. That's what he thrives in, is David Robertson coming in in a jam. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like David Robertson 2.0 is such a bigger man than he ever was. I, I For whatever reason, his first stint with the Yankees, I've, I always liked him, but there was like some of his mannerisms would bother me. Like after the pitch, I don't know. He would do like eccentric thing. I don't know. He's very flexible. Yeah, like the way he would fit. I don't know. It would bother me. I don't, the way he did, it, I just didn't like the way it looked. And and now, for whatever reason, he just doesn't give a rat's ass about anything. It seems like he's a different guy in the sense that he just wants to come in, pitch, contribute, and win a championship. And that's he all he's would, about. He's been paid. I know. That's fine. I don't. You know, like extenuating circumstances paid all that i'm talking about the man on the field he mm. looks like a it feels like a different guy he feels more dominant now he feels like he has more confidence and he has more control over his stuff well i think when he doesn't he, get as much in, in as much trouble as he used to uh, well when i think he when he when he came back to the yankees this year is he got a he got an injection of life yeah 
He was on a losing team in Chicago. Well, plus, he and was, was a Yankee. He wanted to be a Yankee. Totally. He started with the Yankees. Like that. That's where he wanted to be in the first. He didn't want to leave the Yankees in the first place. Totally. But but he he leaves Chicago a losing situation and comes to a situation where he has a chance to win. So that that injects life back into you, and you're willing to do whatever it takes. Three and a third innings in the wild card game, coming in in the third inning and pitching until the sixth inning. What's crazy is that after he did that the first time, like a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, whenever that was, it was like two innings or so, right? The first time we saw it him was actually like stretch two along. and a third innings, and I think it was against the Rays at City Field. So, oh yeah, yeah. So when we saw that happen, like I didn't know that was there. Like, I didn't know that was a possibility right. for David Robertson. David Robertson's always been a closer or an eighth inning guy. I. I didn't know that that was like a thing. I didn't know that was in the realm of possibility. And then he comes out and does it again for three and whatever, three and a third. Um, and after the first time he was talking about it, he's like, I'll do whatever, however long, however. And this time, man, I mean, he just, he was a man amongst boys out there. Just like, just, just throwing BBs at this terrible, terrible Minnesota Twins team. <laughs> They're he, a bad team, by the way. In, it, case it, I haven't known, in case I haven't mentioned how bad this team is, Byron Buxton is the most overrated Motherfucker on this on the planet. <laughs> hey, you he's talking about an injured man. Yeah, what happened to him? Well, you and I were taking a piss when he when he, <laughs> he when he got wall? injured. He hit the wall. Yeah, is that why he was out? Yeah, oh. <laughs> sissy. Uh, Robertson gets it to Canley. Canley gets it to Chapman. Yeah, it goes Severino barely. Canley went two innings. Yep, Severino barely to. To Robertson, Severino. To, to Green, Severino excuse me, to, to Green. I thought we bullpened this. To game. Robertson, to Canley, to Chapman. Not a sign of Batances. No Batances, yeah, even in a four-run game. In a game in which you need to get 26 outs out of your bullpen, Batances doesn't even throw a warm-up pitch. That tells you all you need to know about how much confidence uh, Girardi has in, in Batances. Yeah, I mean, look. Girardi, the, with with the way that this went down, Girardi, I got to give him some credit because oh shit, he he went out there and uh, and allowed David Robertson to go three and a third. I didn't know that was in in Girardi's uh, capabilities either to al- actually allow a guy to say I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm, I'm good to go out there. I'm and do pretty it. sure D Rob managed himself in yeah, that well, situation. Th- he, he, he said must've. he must have gone to Girardi. Forty throw forty some pitches, fifty two, fifty two. Yeah, fifty two pitches out of a eighth inning guy. Yeah, he must have said to Girardi, "I'm going back out there." I don't give a shit what you say. I'm, I'm going back out there. Give me the fucking ball. I am going back out there. <laughs> and Girardi even came out at a at a uh, at a particular time and said, "He must have said you this, good? Is your, this is your last guy. You good? You yeah. good? Because like, this ran is your right guy. Back. This is your guy. This is your last guy. Yeah. Get this guy. And dude, I was like done. Yeah, he didn't get the guy. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Every time I thought uh, D Rob was done, he wasn't done. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, he's not gonna bring him back out. For- oh, D Rob's coming back out for this inning. Yeah, it was awesome. It really was. It was a, a you know a, an amazing performance by David Robertson. Totally, totally saving the day. Chad Green got into some trouble. David Robertson gets out of it, saves the day for Luis Severino. The, the two of those guys. What did Severino give up? Three runs, right? Yep. And what did home the run, tw- what lead off home run to Dozier? Dozier, and then a two run homer yep. to uh, Rosario. Rosario, uh, and the Twins scored four runs, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, eight, eight four to- final score. Yeah, Ish, so right <laughs> so 
the uh, Yankees bullpen in eight, in two thirds innings gives up one run. Locked it up. Yeah, that's lockdown shit. Yeah, and the beautiful part about that is that uh, it's it's not one guy, it's not two guys, it's not one, not two, not three. <laughs> there's there's like five. It, Warren didn't even pitch tonight. Like there's still more I guys. I was expecting. Warren there's still to come more in. guys out there that can contribute. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty remarkable thing what they have. And uh, honestly, when you look at what's happening and, and what we're moving forward to with Cleveland, I mean, we'll do a full Cleveland preview um, at some point. <laughs> and, but, you know, we, we match up pretty well with them because of the bullpen. Uh, Unless Severino goes out there yeah. and plays like dog shit again. That's the thing. It's because we, we had confidence coming into September in our starting rotation. We had Severino, Sonny Gray, and Tanaka, not to mention CeCe. And now Severino looked terrible tonight. Maybe the moment was too big for him. Sonny Gray has been bad in his last three starts. Tanaka, I... 15 strikeouts. Uh, yeah, 15 strikeouts against the Blue Jays who didn't give a shit. I don't trust Tanaka worth a damn. I trust him more than Severino right now. I don't know. I, we're, we're not... Confidence level. We're still down on Severino big time. Oh, oh yeah. Big time. We're still talking about the, the Twins game. We're not talking about the Cleveland series yet. All I'm saying is that everything we were confident about coming into the playoffs kind of went out the window. Except for CeCe Sabathia. Well, he didn't pitch. Right. Still a lot of confidence. In but him. our major confidence was Luis Severino being the ace of this staff. And that's out the window right now with what he did on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's really disappointing in all honesty. It's, it's, yeah. it's very disappointing because we were expecting him to like take that next level. Like this is The moment should not be too great for him at this point. He's pitched in big games. Go out there and, and freaking show us what you got. And... I mean, not even a little bit. One out. There was nothing. One out. Nothing. One out. <laughs> How do you get only one out in the biggest game of the year? So I, He I, said I, all the right things come, leading up to the game. This is a new season. I'm the guy. I'm taking the next step. It doesn't matter what I've done this whole entire season. I'm taking the next step being the starting pitcher. One out. Out. Not only, not only can I beat Alex Rodriguez in a race from <laughs> first to third or first to home or whatever it was, I would smoke him. First to third. But I'm very confident that I could get two outs. No, you could. Two outs, yeah. No, you could. Oh, yeah. They would not even be able to see the amount of junk that would come at them. <laughs> two outs. You would get zero outs. No, I wouldn't. I would get two outs. This is, this is not the point of this <laughs> podcast right now. I would get two outs. I'd be like the position player coming in. But okay. I could get two outs. Let's try and... It's like, a joke. My point is that he got one out. Right. Let's it's try pathetic. And, let's try and wrap this up and, and, and get some takeaways here. I, my two takeaways, one positive is that the offense. The offense picked up the team when it needed to pick up the team, rallied, got runners on base, the big home runs, everything. The offense was electric the entire night. The, the, the entire crowd was behind the offense, and it was awesome to see. And then on the negative side was Severino. And I, and he's the only negative. He's the only negative tonight, but it's a huge negative. It's a huge because negative. he was our biggest positive coming into tonight, and now he's our negative. It's a huge negative. It's a, it's a very disappointing negative, and one that we did not see. But yes, he's the negative. The positive 
is that this team the other the other positive they just they don't they don't quit. Yeah. And it's it's not just the offense, it's the pitching staff as bullpen. well. The bullpen came in there and was like, okay, Severino got one out. So we're <laughs> gonna have to pitch this entire game. Tommy Canley pitched multiple innings. Like he had been shaky up until he pitched very well. That's huge news. Like seeing these guys come out there and pitch in big moments and maybe Severino can just block that shit out, come back and figure it out. Probably will, right? Probably will. Probably. How will. do you say that? Because that is just weird. It's 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 a weird, is weird, it, fluky thing. He, two weeks ago, when he faced the twins, he sucked. Okay, well then maybe he just shouldn't face the twins anymore. And oh, the twins. We don't the have big, the, the maybe that's his kryptonite. Maybe the, Minnesota the twins. big bad twins. Maybe the Minnesota twins are his kryptonite. You were just you just spent ten minutes on this podcast saying the twins stink. They're horrible. They're the worst team I've ever seen in person, <laughs> <laughs> especially in the playoffs. I can't believe it. it's a joke. No, but, uh, you know, look, you got to believe that he's going to come back. I mean, he can't do any worse. That's true. Yeah. Well, he could get zero outs. Yeah, but no, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> Scott said it, not me. Anyway, the biggest confidence is that this team didn't quit. Offense, yeah. you knew the offense was there. The offense was, was ready to pick, uh, pick them up immediately. It happened immediately. They, and, you know, they had to have felt in the dugout that – we need to get these runs back right now. We need to stay in this game right now and show them that this is not Didi. what's happening. You saw that emotion when he hit the home run. There was a little run. bat flip. The bat little flip. Little bat flip. Yep. That was, that was as much emotion as you still see out of him. The, there was I, no apology on that bat flip. I, I was not in the stadiums in the 90s in the playoff run, the old stadium. I know everyone says it was louder. I can't imagine a place being louder than it was when Didi hit that home run tonight. It was louder in the old stadium. I'm sure it was. But the acoustics are different. That's, that's as loud as I've heard. It was heard. loud tonight. No, no. That's as loud. loud as I've heard the new stadium yeah. on that DD home run. No, the place, was, the place was on fire. It was good. It was a good atmosphere. The place was electric. I'm not going to complain about that at all. The, the old stadium was just, it was just in a different place. Yeah, the old stadium place. was louder. It was different. But as far as new stadium goes, yeah, it was good. That it was a very good atmosphere. May have been the, the loudest. The crowd was good One tonight. of the loudest it's ever been. Yeah. And we were talking. I don't know. I was in like a vacuum at that moment, so I don't really know what what else was happening. We were talking with Rich uh, as we were sitting with him, and he was. We were trying to figure out how how that home run. What's the importance of that? He home went. Run. He went way too far. He with went this, maybe a little too far, but we don't know because if the Yankees make a deep playoff run, then maybe that that Didi home run. We look back and say that's one of the biggest. No, I can't. I still can never say that because it was in the first inning. It was in the first inning, and the Yankees, but the Yankees were down three nothing. They were. They were. Dying at that point. It was three nothing against they were, the Minnesota Twins. No, they were it dying. Was three nothing. They were dying. Let's not over exaggerate what was happening at that moment. It was three to nothing. Bigger things have happened. We have we have uh, had a nine to one deficit against the Orioles and have come back in April. This was fine. This was a play in game in the first inning. No, you're not. It even was a big it home a run. It was a big home run in the game. It's, I know. I, I still don't. You're not it even a calling game. it a playoff game. Play in anymore. game. Now we're going. No, because now we're going to the playoffs. Okay, now we're going to the playoffs yeah. against the Indians. Yes. And that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we can actually go to a series. And look, this is what we asked for before, right? Now we're playing with house money. We're playing with house money. We had to beat the Twins. Had to beat the Twins. That had to happen. That's done. Okay? We need to just put that shit in the past. Severino, like, got to go off the body of work. You can't go off of what happened. You can't. Girardi can't. You, you, you can't blame him for throw, him going out there and throwing again. Because that's going to happen. You need him to step up. So you, you Who just... Would, who would who the hell would blame Girardi for pitching? My point is, is that we this this needs to be one of those short memory things. You got to forget it, throw it away, and have him just go back out there and pitch. 
what happens if Severino goes out in his DS start and shits the bed again? Then what are we dealing with? I don't know. A guy that shits the bed in big moments, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. I can't call it that. I'm not calling it. We're that not right calling now. it yet, no. but I'm not I'm not I'm not even remotely close to that. You're you're 100% right though. The this was a necessary step tonight. Beating the Twins was an, was a necessary step. Yes. Every Yankees fan who was saying that anything that happens from here on out is icing on the cake was wrong. You need they needed to beat the Twins in order You mean before this game? Before this game. Yeah. Yes. They were saying that if if any Yankee fan said whatever happens tonight it's icing on the cake no. this team no. They needed to beat the Twins. Yeah. yeah. And partly because it was the Twins. Because it was the Twins, but also because they made acquisitions for guys at the deadline. They traded for Sonny Gray. They traded for D-Rob and Canely and Todd Frazier. They were a way better team than than the Twins. Yeah. If you lose to the Twins, I know it's one game. Anything can happen. Horseshit. You have to beat the Twins. They beat the when Twins. When you have 25 guys to throw at it and, and you, can, you can really change the scenario on a one-game situation... I've, I feel like I've come around with this one game thing a little bit. I was listening to some talk radio on the way up, and I've come around on it for another podcast, maybe in the off season. But um, yeah, you got to beat the Twins. They're a, they're an inferior team yeah. by far. You got to beat them. But now we have we have beaten the Twins. We are in the ALDS. To me, now now is the time when this team like this is the this is the type of experience that that they need. They need these series. They need to be in a, in a big series against a very good team. And probably the best team in baseball right now mm-hmm. is the, is the uh, Cleveland Indians. And If you come out hot against the Cleveland Indians and you take one against Kluber, I, I heard today Kluber was pitching game two. Who knows if that changes? Tre- uh, Bauer was pitching game one. Yeah, they already released it. Francona even released it today. 100%. Why? Because he's lining them up for home and away starts. Anyway... Tito Francona will, could and can change it. It's always subject to change, but that was what he said. The point is, if we're if the Yankees are to go out there and to and and beat Kluber in a start, and they're to beat the 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 Indians, let's just sit, talk crazy and say that they're to do that. If, if, they, if they're no, um, my point is, that if they're able to go out there in this next series and play hot and beat the beat the Indians, they can beat anybody. That's that's my point. That's the best team probably in baseball right now. I agree. The Indians are the best team in baseball right now. It's a their back. The Yankees' backs are now against the wall with what Severino gave them tonight, which was nothing. Maybe because not. The Maybe bullpen. Not. No. Yeah. The bullpen had to pitch twenty six outs tonight. Their backs are absolutely up against the wall. Sonny Gray is in a tough spot for Thursday night. He needs to go deep in that game. And Sonny Gray has not been great lately. I'm sorry, he hasn't been great lately. And. Also, this I think is the fourth time now that Sonny Gray will be facing the Cleveland the Cleveland Indians. They've seen him a lot this year. Twice with the uh, Oakland A's. Oakland A's. Once with the Chris Yankees. Carter. Oakland A's. Yeah. Once with the Yankees. Now again with the Yankees in the playoffs. Maybe it is Trevor Bauer. Great. Maybe he can play go, with his drone. Go fuck a drone and like, <laughs> and the Yankees can 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 take advantage of that. But who knows? I'm not banking on that. Trevor, All he knows Trevor the, Bauer dominated us earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah. Dominated. Right. Yeah. That's bullshit. Maybe. Uh, but the Yankees' backs are against the wall right now because of what happened tonight. They won. I'm happy. They won. Obviously, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But their backs are against the wall. Here's another solid point. Okay. I'm going to call it a solid point because I already know it's a solid point. The solid point is they got no pressure on them anymore. 
Yankees have oh, no pressure. You're calling this, huh? Zero so pressure. This, you're pulling this card? Yeah, zero pressure. They got nothing to lose. Okay. Nothing to lose. The Indians have everything to lose. That's true. The Yankees have nothing to lose. They're not supposed to be here. Very true. Not supposed to be here. Let's just go out there and have fun. Let's go thumbs down. Let's do fake interviews. They were let's, doing that let's tonight. Let's do dumb shit. We were wondering if they would do that in the wild card game. They did it. Yeah, let's do dumb, let's do dumb things. Play, play baseball, have fun, and go play the Cleveland Indians, and maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll win. <laughs> that should be the motto of the rest of the players. Maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll win. Yeah, could be. You don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go have fun. Maybe we'll win. I got nothing else to say. Do you? No. No. That's it. All right. Wild card win. Wild card win. Big game. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Didi. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Didi. Much appreciated. And uh, well, we'll do another one uh, tomorrow night More uh, on our reg- regular schedule we program. We have no clue. Ish. There'll, there'll be another podcast out soon. Just know that. Yeah, we'll pretty much be talking to you guys like every day now. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.